0: I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. You know how life doesn't stick to a schedule? Well, why should your paycheck? That's where EarnIn In comes in. It's an app that lets you access the money you've earned right when you need it, not just on payday. When you download the Earnin app, type in clutter under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help out the show. That's clutter under podcast. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. You're listening to The Wannabe Minimalist Show, episode number 11, On today's show, we're talking about how our minds and the thoughts we hold keep our homes messy, even though we feel like we clean them endlessly. Well, hello there. Welcome to the first episode of 2020. I know that every podcast you listen to, video you watch, and blog post you read is freaking out about the new decade. And sorry to say it, but it's not going to be different here. 2019 was a great year, and I am so excited to see what 2020 has in store. I hope you are as excited as I am, and that's why today I wanted to keep the momentum from our last episode going and talk about our minds again. Have you ever thought your mindset might be keeping your home messy? Are you trying to declutter but find something is holding you back? Like, no matter what you try, your home just ends up messy again and again and again? If that sounds like you, it's probably one of the following 10 mindsets I'm going to talk about that keeps your home messy. I mean, decluttering is no easy task, and it can be made even more difficult by our mindsets and the thoughts that we tell ourselves. The first mindset that keeps your home messy is that your memories are wrapped up in your things. So if you have not looked at your belongings in a long time and they're in storage or they're stuck in drawers and you're going through this decluttering process for the first time in a long time... It's going to be a trip down memory lane. Now, some of these memories are not going to be so good. So for these items that make you feel bad or make you feel guilty or just bring up some negative emotions, you owe it to yourself to show yourself some grace. You need to forgive yourself or the person that caused you the pain and then remove that item from your home. You do not need to keep that negative energy living with you. It shouldn't be a roommate of yours, so get it out as quickly as possible. That way, when you're going through your things again, you won't trip up over those negative emotions. But on the other hand, some of the things that you come across are gonna have good memories, and it can be really difficult to get rid of the things that remind you of those good times. So when you're handling these items, you need to ask yourself just a few questions Is the item beautiful? Is it something that's useful and that you actually use, or does it bring you happiness? If the answer to those questions is yes, let's take a look at what to do with it. If it's something you use, make sure you put it in a place that you can use it on a regular basis and that it's easy to access. If it's something that you find beautiful or it brings you joy, then you need to find a way to honor that. Is there a place you can put it in your home to display it? If you just put it away in a box, it's not going to bring you joy. So make sure you don't just pack it away. Now, if the answer to those questions was no, well, then it's time to move on. Find the courage to thank the item, a la Marie Kondo, or the person, and you can thank them in your head. You don't actually have to tell them um, face-to-face, and then thank the memory, and then you can remove that item from your home. Now, if you really don't want to lose this item forever, consider taking a photo of it. Then you can create a memory book of these things when you are done. I mean, how cool would it be to have a coffee table book with the picture of the item that you like and the story written next to it? I think that would be really cool. But again, it would take a lot of work, but it's a way for you to honor those things in your life that you love, that had wonderful memories, but you're ready to let go of from your actual space. And remember, the memory of a happy time lives in your heart. It's not in the thing that sparked the idea. That thing was just the catalyst that made you think of the memory and think of those wonderful times. And that's what brought the smile to your face, not that actual physical piece of something. Okay? The second mindset that keeps your home messy is the one that says, but it still has tags on it. Now, I'm sad to say that I have been guilty of this in the past. When cleaning out your closet, you might come across clothes that still have the tags on them. It can be really hard to look at something you've spent your hard-earned money on that's still brand new and get rid of it. But when you look at the item, you need to ask yourself, why does it still have tags on it? Is this something that I really like? Do I feel amazing when I wear it? You can also ask yourself, would you buy it again if you were shopping today? Now, if the answer to those questions is no, or I'm not sure, then you're probably not going to wear it. And if you do wear it, you're definitely not going to feel great doing it. So it should be donated. Now, don't beat yourself up or keep your closet filled with things you don't like just because they were never used. Instead, Think of how grateful someone else will be to receive a new item at a fraction of the cost when they come across it at whatever thrift store you are going to donate it to. The third mindset that keeps your home messy and cluttered is, I feel so wasteful throwing this away. Oh boy, I can tell you that this one really is the hardest for me to overcome when decluttering. I just hate thinking of my things ending up in the landfill or throwing them away or just going to waste. I wasted my money. I have wasted the resources. I'm wasting the space. And it can be really difficult. I mean, when you're faced with those piles of things that you've accumulated, you might feel guilty and wasteful too. And one of the best ways I've found to overcome this is to donate the items or really to sell as much as we can. Um, I try not to sell items that are below a certain threshold just because at this point in my life I'm busy with a child and, and taking that time can be really difficult. But before we left on our first trip uh, to Europe when we, oh gosh, Eleanor was a year old, so that was back in 2014, we sold 90% of everything we owned. Honestly, all we had left was a five by eight foot container, um, one of those you know u haul u box containers or the pods, and everything we owned fit into that. We sold our car, we sold all of our furniture, we kept some family heirlooms, and uh, mostly our the baby stuff we expected to be gone for about a year, and at that point, we thought maybe we'd have another um but i can I can remember. The truckloads of stuff and just how guilty I felt for accumulating just honestly junk, knickknacks. Yeah, gosh, there's a picture of me hula hooping in the back of the truck and I can just see myself surrounded by stuff. And the best way to get over it really was looking at that and knowing that I would never buy that much stuff again. And so now we try to swap with friends that have children that have outgrown their toys or, you know, re-gift those toys um, to the younger siblings within our friend group. I've joined a Never Buy Things on, group on Facebook, and I'm trying to look there before I go out and purchase things um, or before I get rid of things and throw them away, trying to, you know, give them to that group first. So there's lots of different ways that we can Get rid of our things, um, but don't let the guilt of having that stuff hold you back. What you need to do then is to make the commitment to value the items that you choose to let into your home and then promise never to own items that don't bring you happiness. Now, there will be life stages and things that make you happy in one season of life. You may have moved on past in a different season and, you know, your children grow and they love different toys at different stages and that can go really fast. Um, But just try to make a commitment to not become so wasteful again in the future if you find yourself guilty about having to declutter your home at this point in time. This podcast is supported by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. We've been using Active Skin Repair for a few months now and Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair, and to get 20% off your order, use code CLUTTERFREE. Again, that's ActiveSkinRepair.com, and use code CLUTTERFREE to get 20% off your order. I'm Margaret.
1: And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood.
0: Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where-are-my-keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where-are-my-kids kind of mom. (laughs) Mindset number four that keeps your home messy and cluttered is keeping something because it was a gift. Ooh, this one's tough because gifts are wonderful to receive. They make us feel loved and special and thus they hold a lot of emotional energy. But what do you do with a gift that doesn't really fill you with joy or happiness? Are you supposed to keep something just because a loved one gifted it to you? Okay, I'm going to make a big statement here and say, actually, no, you're not. A gift is just a physical representation of the love that someone has for you. The gift itself does not hold the love. That thing that you received is not their love. It's just that physical representation. So as long as you appreciate the person who gave you the gift, you showed them your love, you showed them your appreciation, you said thank you, There is no required holding time that you need to keep the gift. Now, I know this sounds harsh and I know this makes me sound um, probably not very uh, grateful or appreciative, but I really am appreciative of gifts that I receive. Just sometimes they don't fit the current stage where I am in life and they should go to somebody else who would be able to enjoy them more than I would. So, You deserve to surround yourself with the positivity, joy, beauty, and things that make you feel happy, inspired, alive, and make you feel like your true self. And if that's not the gift that someone gave you, you are not required to keep it. Just make sure you say thank you and you can move on. Now, in order to get away from this myself, I try to make it a point to give clutter-free gifts whenever possible. So that way, I'm not contributing to someone else's belongings. If they don't want to keep the gift that I give them, I try to give consumable products, things you can eat, things that you can use, um, or experiences, or gift cards, something that they can buy whatever they want, or they can have a memory instead of a physical thing that they have to put in their home. So if you need help with this, I talk about it on episode five of this show. Um, It's all about clutter-free gifts, and so I'll be sure to leave a link in the show notes. Um, It's pretty Christmas-themed, but there are gifts that can last um, throughout the time. So I think you'll find something helpful there. The fifth mindset that keeps your home messy and cluttered is the dreaded thought that I might need it someday. Now, the idea that you might possibly need something in the future is another tough mindset to overcome. It ties into that third mindset of being wasteful and the ninth mindset, which deals with scarcity. But we'll get there in a minute because you don't want to have to buy something again. The best way to overcome this mindset is to think of the kind of life that you want to live and then use this new life and inspiration to measure your items that you own against it. Make sense? All right, well, let's look at an example. For instance, let's say that cooking is not something that really brings you joy. Sure, you make dinner most nights, but you're not channeling your inner Giada De Laurentiis or daydreaming of having your own cooking show on the Food Network. So when you're decluttering your kitchen, feel free to say goodbye to the pots, pans, gadgets, and extra serving ware pieces that never see the light of day. You will be just fine, and cooking will be way easier when you're not fighting to get to the one pot that you use on a daily basis. Trust me, we lived out of Airbnbs for a whole summer and did just fine cooking a meal or two per day in each and every kitchen that we were in. Now, some of those kitchens were totally bare bones, and others, well, they were pretty stocked. But I bet you if you asked my husband which meals were cooked in kitchens based on how many different pots and knives I had available, he would not be able to rank them. The food I cook can be done in kitchens that are high-end and that are bare bones, and it really doesn't matter. And I'm not aspiring to be a chef, but my family does not go hungry on a daily basis. So now another way that you can look at things that you might need someday is to think of ways that you can borrow or rent those items. Do you have a friend who loves to bake? Well, maybe you could borrow her stand mixer one weekend. Or better yet, the two of you can get together for a chance to bake, like at Christmas. Or get all your kids together and do it together. That way you get to build up your friendship, you get to make fun memories, and you still get the end result of the baked good that you wanted. So much better than having that stand mixer sit in your kitchen that never gets used. Are there ways that you can rent items you need? So, some big things that come to mind that you're probably aware of are power tools or sporting equipment and formal dresses. Smaller things like library books, of course, those can be rented. But there are even a few really surprising things that you can rent, like camping gear. You can rent chickens for a little while to lay eggs to try them out. You can rent designer handbags, camera, video equipment. You can rent jewelry, and you can even rent garden plots. So maybe you don't really need that big backyard that you thought you did. You might be surprised that you can rent what you need when you need it instead of holding on to something and creating a bunch of clutter just because you think you might need it someday. Mindset number six that keeps your home messy and cluttered is keeping things as motivation. So do you have a pair of skinny jeans in your closet? I'm not talking about the tight jeans that are in fashion. I'm talking about jeans that you can fit into when you get skinny. Well, we've probably all been there. Well, how about a dress you're saving for when you lose weight? Sure, you may fit into these items again, but when you do, will they really still be in style? Will they be the clothes that you want to be wearing? I've done that before. I've cleaned out my closet and put stuff in storage because we were traveling. And when I came back, it had only been maybe a year later, but I couldn't believe how much my fashion sense or sense of self had changed. I no longer wanted to wear the items that I had put in these bins. It was shocking and it wasn't that long before I felt that way. So... You know, really, instead of holding on to those skinny clothes, which, by the way, will make you feel totally negatively about yourself and your body every time you see them, why don't you think about rewarding yourself with something truly amazing when you get to your goal weight? I mean, if you put in all that hard work and effort, you will have changed as a person anyway. And so you really will deserve something amazing. It's such an amazing accomplishment that you had. So don't wear these old hand-me-downs and handoffs that you had from years ago when you hit your goal weight. Get rid of them now. Clear your mind. Set yourself for the life that you want to live and go out and get the thing that will make you feel like a million bucks when you get to your goal. Okay?
2: No one told us the truth about parenthood.
0: Why?
1: you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.
0: The seventh mindset that keeps your home messy and cluttered is the idea that things are what make you happy. Now, the Western world has been sold this idea that in order to be happy, we need more, more, more. However, There are a couple sayings, and you'll probably notice them. One is you can't buy happiness, or money can't buy happiness, and that the best things in life are free. And honestly, scientists agree. Yes, you do need some money to be happy. So I am not going to say that people with no money that are legitimately poor and need more money are happy. That's not what I'm saying here. But once you've hit the threshold where your needs of housing, food, clothing, and health are covered, adding more things to the mix, well, that doesn't actually make you happier, at least, you know, for the long term. Now, if shopping is your therapy, consider asking a friend to join you for a coffee date or just go walk around the mall together and window shop. Having a friend to spend your time with is a great way to boost your spirits, and you can ask them to be your accountability partner to not purchase more items. Retail therapy isn't really therapy. Now, I talk about this a lot in the last episode of the show, so I won't dive in too deep. But what you're really craving is a spike of dopamine in your brain. You want to feel good in the short term. Now, instead of shopping or surrounding yourself with things... Think about taking up a new hobby, attend a class, gain a skill, heck, start a blog or a podcast. Both will keep you plenty busy, and I find a lot of joy in both. So if you want a deeper look at why humans crave more, check out episode number 10. I'll link to it in the show notes too, so it's easy to find. Mindset number eight that keeps your home messy and cluttered is that you plan to sell this thing on Craigslist or whatever internet site you prefer. Okay. Yes, you can sell your decluttered items and make a decent amount of money. In fact, remember how I talked about the first time my family traveled to Europe back in 2014 and we sold 90% of our belongings? Well, we made just over $28,000. Yep, selling your items can be amazing. Now, we did have big furniture and cars and a lot of big pieces in there, so that adds to that total. But what you don't get to see... In that statistic is how much stuff we had to buy back when we came back to the States, or how much money it took to accumulate all of that stuff in the first place. Now, I remember we helped friends with a garage sale once, and they were thrilled with their total money made at the end of the day. It was $1,000. And absolutely, that is a lot of money. But all of that stuff took up a lot of space in their home and in their minds. So by all means, if you can sell your stuff, do it. It's not going to be easy and it will take up your time, but it's possible and can even pay for a family vacation. But the real issue with this mindset is when you hold on to items that you plan to sell someday. Now inevitably, someday never comes and the items end up back in your home. An easy way to overcome this is to set a sell by date. So if an item has not been listed or sold by your sell-by date, then it should be donated in order to free up the space in your home and in your mind. So just like using it someday may never come, selling it someday will never come if you don't do it now. And remember, if you can keep the items from coming into your home in the first place, you can save yourself a bunch of money, way more than you'll ever make back, and you can keep your home free of clutter. The ninth mindset that keeps your home messy and cluttered is the idea that things make you feel secure. I briefly touched on this mindset back when we were talking about number five, so let's take a minute to talk more about how things can make one feel secure. Now, this at its core is a scarcity mindset. It's the feeling that we have when we worry we won't have enough or won't have the things we need in the future. Now, we believe that having things gives us more and makes us feel prosperous, Unfortunately, holding on to things in an attempt to feel satisfied makes our homes cluttered and messy. This is the opposite of the life we want and sadly has us living a life of fear, not a life of prosperity. It can seem really strange at first, but once we start to live with less, we begin to realize that we have everything we need. Instead of living in fear of the unknown future, we can choose to have more time, space, energy, and freedom now. I realized this after moving across the country seven times with all of my stuff, and then my husband's stuff, and then our daughter's stuff dragging behind us. Then, after living in Europe for a year with just our suitcases, and of course a furnished apartment, I discovered that we could be happy with much, much less. We still had a blast that year. We made amazing friends, spent more time outdoors, taught our daughter how to ski, ride a scooter, and get around a big city on public transportation, and just enjoyed our time together instead of always cleaning and going through our stuff. It was amazing. People could drop by at any time, and we just felt free never once did I feel deprived or like we could not get what we needed when we needed it. Not only did we survive, but we thrived. That's why I'm excited to join you all on that 21 day decluttering challenge that's starting in a couple days. It's been about seven months since we've returned and I'm still working my way through our stuff. There's a lot less of it now, but there's still more that I can do. And the 10th and final mindset I'm going to discuss today that keeps your home messy and cluttered is the toughest. It's the idea that you have to keep something because it belonged to a loved one, and perhaps that loved one is now deceased. I never said these were going to be easy, and a lot of you have come to me and asked how to handle sentimental items and things that belong to loved ones. This is the hardest mindset to overcome because there is a sense of permanence when you have something that belonged to or was gifted to you by someone who is no longer living. When you start your decluttering journey, it is best to put away any of these items or put them to the side and then have them be the last things that you go through and make decisions on. By then, you will have honed your decluttering skills. You'll be better at knowing how you want to live your true life and what you envision that true life to be. Now, it might go without saying, but I feel that I should remind everyone that you only want to keep items that remind you of good times with your loved one. Don't keep anything that makes you feel guilty or that you keep um, because they loved them. These are now your items. And also remember that even if you discard a thing that belonged to somebody that you loved, you are not discarding that person or or your memories with that person. The item does not hold the memory. Your mind and your heart hold that memory. So here's an example in my own life. Sadly, we lost my father-in-law to a battle with melanoma almost eight years ago. He was a big collector of t-shirts and pretty much picked up a t-shirt anytime he went somewhere new. They were his souvenirs. So instead of keeping these shirts... They honestly didn't fit anyone else in the family and some of them were a little raggedy at this point. My mother-in-law surprised us all and turned them into quilts for her two sons. They are very special to us. Now, not only do those t-shirts remind all of us of, their, of our, my father-in-law, um, but these shirts were matched with special times that each of his sons had with him. So our quilt has a t-shirt from our college graduation, my husband and I met in college, our wedding in Mexico, visits from when we lived in Colorado, and more. It's now like we get a giant hug from him when we cuddle up in that blanket, and it's something that truly brings us joy, where a stack of t-shirts in the closet, there was really nothing to connect with there, but this quilt is so special. So think about if there's a way that you can use these items in a special or creative way that you can cherish. Or is there some way you can display them on the wall? It really will depend on the items that you find the most special. Now, for those of you listening to this that are dealing with a whole home of items from deceased parents, I feel for you. It is a tough job and one of the reasons that I am a wannabe minimalist. I do not want to leave a bunch of stuff behind for my daughter one day. Now, the advice I will give you is to choose your favorite pieces and those that are the most special to you. It's okay to let the other items go. And then show your appreciation for these pieces by putting them in your home and not in storage. But be diligent with those items that you keep. And remember that if we treat everything as special, then nothing is. And that wraps up our top 10 mindsets keeping your home messy or cluttered. As a recap, they are Negative Mindset 1 Items hold our memories. Negative Mindset 2 But this still has tags on it. Negative Mindset 3 I feel so wasteful throwing this away. Negative Mindset 4 It was a gift. Negative Mindset 5 I might need it someday. Negative Mindset 6 I'm keeping this thing to motivate me. Negative mindset seven, things make me happy. Negative mindset eight, I plan to sell it someday. Negative mindset nine, things make me secure. And negative mindset ten, it was a loved one's. Now, do any of these sound true for you? If so, it's actually pretty great because now you can start working through them. I'm not saying that you have to get rid of your items because you have these mindsets, but looking and knowing these mindsets will help you evaluate whether you really want that item in your life or whether you're just holding on to it for guilt and because of this negative mindset. Now, mindsets can be difficult to overcome because they seem so ingrained in who we are. But when we take a step back to examine why we really believe something, we often learn it's just the mindset that we chose to believe a long, long time ago. We can actually let these things go and start living our best life. Now let me ask you, which of these 10 mindsets is the toughest for you and what changes are you going to make this year to overcome it? I'd love for you to jump over to the Wannabe Minimalist Facebook group and let me know. It's totally free. You can search for us on Facebook. Again, it's the Wannabe Minimalist Facebook group, and I'll be sure to leave a link in the show notes to make it even easier for you to find us. I want you to share one of the ways you are going to shift your thinking about your stuff so you can let it go and start living the life you dream about. I can't wait to hear from you and help encourage you on your journey toward less stuff and more happiness. So jump on over to the Facebook group and let me know what you're thinking. If you liked this episode, I would love it if you would subscribe and leave a comment or rating so others can find the show too. I'll see you next week when we'll be in the midst of our 21-day decluttering challenge. It's going to be so fun, so don't miss it